episode 54 of the spook house coming yes. in hot oh super hot not as hot as it's been recently but it's still pretty hot outside what's in the sky a bird a plane a moth perhaps maybe it's a moth person a moth man if you Ooh. will do you like moths they're kind of gross do you like men maybe <laughs> do you like prophecies oh i love prophecies well i got a good movie for you today it's what called is the it? moth men prophet the moth man prophecies. man prophecies. yeah it's just one of them not plural that we know of. There could be multiple. That's true. We're going to talk about the Mothman and all things mothy, and we're going to get all up in it. Side note, I was looking up Mothman tattoos earlier, and okay. I'm like, damn, I kind of want a Mothman You tattoo. want a Mothman tattoo? Kind of. You should drive to Point Pleasant, especially on the, the festival they have, the Mothman Festival. Canceled this year. Oh, I, I, actually, I was watching a documentary. I was like, I wonder... Mm. I wonder, because it's a big thing. There's like 12,000 people go there. That's, for yeah. a town like that, that'd be huge. Oh, absolutely. Ah, bless them. They did the smart thing. Yeah, but anyways, I've seen some pretty sweet Mothman tattoos. I'm like, hmm, okay. I'm going to get a Squatch tattoo. Maybe I'll combine them. I don't know. Get a get a Squatch, a Mothman, and a Chupacabra, maybe? Mm, not a big... Not a big Chupacabra fan. Trying to think, what are the other big ones? There's the Chupacabra. The early stuff was okay, but not a big fan anymore. <laughs> then they sold out. Yeah, you then know? they fucking sold out. <laughs> they got their major label deal, and it's just so <laughs> pop now. We're yeah. Chupacabra. Good night. <laughs> we love you, Detroit. <laughs> well, before we uh, get into all sorts of cryptid talk and whatnot, um, it's been a little while since I saw you. Yeah. So... Have you watched anything worth a shit talking about? Uh, not yeah. as much as I usually do. Worth talking about. But I've watched a couple of things, you know. I watched Lovecraft Country last Sunday on HBO. The mm. first episode. A TV series? It is a TV series. Okay. It's pretty good so far. You know, it's the first episode. It's a, about, it's based on a book. Mm-hmm. And it's about, you know, racial tension in the, kind of the Northeast around H where H.P. Lovecraft was going. Okay. But then you're also using it for, you know, very H.P. Lovecraft creatures. It's executive produced by Jordan Peele. Okay. And so far from the first episode, it was pretty cool. I mean, the the very opening scene is Jackie Robinson with a baseball bat slicing Cthulhu in half. Oh, wow. That was pretty sweet. So it's like um, racial history meets monsters? Yeah, (laughs) it came out in like the 50s. Or it, it takes place in the 50s. Sounds interesting. It is pretty cool so far. And you finally see you see monsters at the end and they're eating, you know, racist cops up that are pulling over these black people for no reason. Oh wow. I was like, hey, this feels right. <laughs> this feels good. <laughs> it's Mothman in it? You know, maybe. It's uh 
there's like ten episodes left, so okay, maybe a little fingers man. crossed. Yeah, yeah, okay. Lovecraft Country. Yeah, sounds interesting. Also caught up on the Hard Knocks on HBO, by the way. Hard Knocks. Yeah, Never they follow HBO follows NFL teams. For oh, like okay. The whole preseason. Okay. And it's pretty interesting to watch uh, behind the scenes things that happen all the time. And sometimes these athletes are just like, just so stupid. They're just like, or it's not so stupid, but they'll sit there and talk about dumbs. Like, man, you are so dumb. Just trash talking. That's <laughs> really hilarious on there. All right. And the last thing I watched was I watched this movie. It just got Netflix. I saw a lot about We Summon the Darkness. Have you seen ads oh, for this? Oh, I saw the trailer for it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that looks pretty cool. It's yeah. on my radar. What'd you think? It's okay. It's nothing to really write home about, I thought. Johnny Knoxville's in it. I was like, hey, look at that. You're actually acting oh. and not just laughing at the top of your lungs while somebody gets hit in the nuts. He's a decent actor. He's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, but you don't... I just I hadn't seen him in anything in a while. Other than okay. that, what was that movie he was in with Pontius, that bomb? Oh. Action Point? Yeah. Yeah, that movie. But, I mean, he's... I've seen him do, like, some slightly dramatic stuff. He's a decent actor. Yeah, he was, and he was decent in this. Uh, but otherwise, the movie, it takes place in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't like a nostalgia exploitation thing like I was expecting it to be. It took place in the 80s because it needed to take place in the 80s. It wasn't like, oh gosh, I'm, this is going to ruin my Nibbler high score. You know, mm. constantly doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, and I was, there was a twist there because I didn't watch the trailer for it. I was like, because mm-hmm. I really went into it blind. Cause I, well, I don't tell us there's it. a twist. Saying that there's a twist is a spoiler in itself. Oh, is that really how this goes? I can't even say yeah. there's a, oh, okay. Yeah, but it's like the first act. In. I mean, it's if not... like if you're about to watch a movie, but somebody's like, "But there's a twist, dude. You just, just wait." But not like in the end, though. Fucking mind. <laughs> be like, "Thanks, fuckface." Okay. Let me guess. The main character is like not really the thing or something. No, no, it's not like a huge like, "Oh my fucking god" uh-huh. kind of twist. But it was like, "Oh, okay." I didn't exactly see that coming, but I get it. All right, so it was. I really give it like a six. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was just kind of like, okay, this is fine. The trailer I saw gave me like the craft vibes. Like the craft meets 80s. Sort of. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's you know? more of a, it kind of reminded me of a, what was that? All Through the House? Was that what it was called? That Christmas movie where that kid has a crush on his babysitter? Oh, um. What was that movie? Better watch out. That's it. Yeah, it kind of yeah. reminded me of that, but not necessarily in the back because there was parts. I mean, it's not a bad movie, but I think we were both sort of disappointed in it when we watched it. Yeah, like the the first half was like, all right, let's see where this is going, and yeah. then by the end of it, I was like, all right, uh, just yeah, this is silly. It was better than that, I thought, but it kind of reminded me of it a little bit. But I would say, you know, give it a watch if you got some okay. free time. But it's not anything to, like write home about. Is that a Netflix original? I think it's a Netflix exclusive, not really a Netflix original. Mm. If that makes any sense. Okay. What's the difference? Well, they didn't. They didn't film it. They just bought it after the film. I got you. If I'm understanding it correctly, I didn't do a whole lot of research about this movie as far as okay. distribution rights go. Okay. Yeah. All right. What's it called? <laughs> Some, we summon. We the, summon the darkness. We summon the darkness. Yes. Not in search of darkness. Which I watched last week. That's right. Not yes. Darkness Falls. Which I watched in 2001, probably. Uh, I think carry. I skipped that one. Eh, yeah, you should. Yeah. From you, what I remember. Even back then, I was like, that looks shitty. <laughs> <laughs> was it a, about the Tooth Fairy? Yes, it was. Oh! PG-13 horror movie about the Tooth Fairy. Are there any good Tooth Fairy movies? 
other than The Rock. Oh, that movie. movie. Yeah, that movie <laughs> is. Whew. I feel like there's some untapped potential. Maybe there could be. Maybe it'll be up there with like the Rumpelstiltskins and the yeah. Leprechauns. By the way, when I was a kid, I bought the whole lore hook, line, and sinker. I was like, there is a fairy, and he or she wants my teeth, and they're going <laughs> to leave me money. Yeah, I mean, I remember I caught my mom putting money under my, <laughs> my, my pillow one time. Oh, man. Yeah, I think I remember something similar. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to choose to ignore that. <laughs> just act like you're asleep they'll give you more money act like you're asleep yeah alright so is that all you watched that's pretty much all I watched this week it was a little bit of a, a busy week for me I didn't have a whole lot of time to, to cool, watch stuff cool cool how's the move going y'all settled in uh, we've settled in but we're still unpacking stuff and putting things away mm-hmm. as we can getting it's... that baby room ready oh yeah nesting they call that okay but we still got time for that Alright. How about yourself? Did you watch or do anything since last we recorded? Well, um, I took a, I was, <laughs> I took a corona test. Oh, Came back negative, so that's good. Good, good job. Because <laughs> if you had tested positive, I would not be here right now. That's right. I, like two nights ago, I was like, ooh, am I about, about to uh, draft a text to Jason? Be like, uh, sorry, dude. So, anyways, I watched a couple of movies. Yes. I hit a good streak here. I watched these back to back. These were movies I took a chance on. You ever do that sometimes? You're like, I don't know a lot about this, but it kind of looks good. I'm okay. going to give it a shot. Yeah. Okay. So I watched a Netflix. I don't know if it's exclusive or whatever. It sure. said fucking Netflix. All right. <laughs> it said it's Netflix fuckface. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Caliber. Um, Came out a few years ago. It's a Scottish film. Okay. So, two friends, they go to the Scotland country, and they are there to hunt, and while hunting in the woods there, one of them accidentally kills a young boy, Okay. and when the young boy's father finds him, he pulls a gun on the guy that shot him, and the other guy's best friend shoots the dad, so now they've killed two people, Okay. and they have to cover up the murder. Hmm. So kind of like a moral dilemma movie like it really makes you think like well what would i do in this situation yada yada it's really good it's all scottish actors and yeah i enjoyed it i wonder legally now granted obviously the guy who caught who shot the boy now our laws are different here than scotland that's going to be at least manslaughter or whatever they would call that yeah but then the guy who shot the dad i wonder how much trouble if any he would have been in because i guess he was trying to shoot his friend yeah, well, give it a watch. Okay. It's really good. Well, the the two friends that you know covered up the accident, they were kind of influenced because they were mingling with the town folk earlier in the night. So you you get kind of a, a weird vibe from the town folk, almost a little American Werewolf in London a bit. Oh, it's kind of okay, like yeah. they're outsiders. Stay off the boys. And, yeah, yeah. So they're like, look, if we go tell them, they're gonna fucking kill us. So. <laughs> Give it a watch. I really enjoyed it. Okay. It's a good um just thriller drama well acted. Mm-hmm. Real moody, yeah, kind of dark, good shit. Now is it caliber C C A L I B E R or C A L I B R E? B R E. Oh, that's how you know it's really from the UK. That's right. <laughs> when they're talking about hunting in the movie, they're like, So you're doing any stalking out there? <laughs> they're like Excuse me? Y'all hunting? <laughs> it's a good movie. Highly recommend it. Nice. And 
you should wash that down with the next movie I'm going to talk about. It's called What Keeps You Alive. Have you heard of this? Never heard of either of these movies. All right. It's, uh, I think this is also a Netflix joint. Okay. Can't confirm, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. Um, it's another A Bad Thing Happens in the Woods movie. Okay. So this female couple, one of them takes their girlfriend for their one-year anniversary out to her lake house. Okay. Kind of hang out. And while there, something bad happens while they're out in the woods, and turns out one of them's trying to kill the other. Oh. The one that brought her to the house. Okay. She brought her there to kill her. So it kind of turns into a hunt, like a cat and mouse sort of movie. Gotcha. But there's like moments of levity throughout. There's there's a guy in it that I thought I could have swore all my life was Alex Winters from Bill and Ted. <laughs> I had to stop it and Google it. I was like, is that a fucking Ted? <laughs> It wasn't. It wasn't? It wasn't. I thought you were going to leave me hanging for a second. I was kind of disappointed. <laughs> but anyways, it's uh, another solid watch. Now, is this American or... Yeah, it's American. Okay. Was there anybody that you did recognize that wasn't Alex Winter? No. I Yeah, nobody other than not Alex Winter. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, nobody recognizable. Okay. But it's a very solid watch. Pairs nicely with it. Both movies have like a lot of... Uh, open forced shots. Okay. Real beautiful movies to look at. Alright. Did you watch the 4K. ritual? Did you watch the ritual after this thing? Oh, you know what? <laughs> I watched Caliber because I forgot where I read this, but somebody was like, the ritual pairs nice with Caliber. Okay. Because they're both, you know, out in the woods in a faraway land and mm-hmm. a lot of the accents and all that is very similar. Okay. Pairs nicely. Gotcha. I gotcha. So yeah, that's what I watched. All right. Did you watch any more? Was it 90 Day Fiance or what was the other? They haven't put the new seasons on Netflix <laughs> or I mean, uh, not Netflix, on Hulu. And we're pissed because we're waiting to see what happens on 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> so get your shit together, Hulu. All right. Yeah. Married at First Sight. That's yeah. what we were watching. That's all right. Yes. Give it a watch. It's something else. I, I might. If you... <laughs> Hey man, it's it's fun to watch trashy TV with your significant other and bond over it. Sure, we can't kick back and watch My Bloody Valentine or something. No, not always. But me and you are going to watch that after we record today. We are because we're going to record a Patreon episode, yes. exclusive Patreon. Yes, we are. Sign up for the five dollar tier and you'll get access to it along with some other things. Our boy Zach picked it out. Yeah, he did. So. That's just some of the good stuff you get when you sign up to the Patreon, Mm -hmm. which we don't advertise enough, but now (laughs) I am. We do have a Patreon, and also if you could uh, rate our podcast on anything you listen to, that would also be great. Well, preferably iTunes. That's kind of the big dog. Sure. So drop us five stars, Mm -hmm. maybe a a review. That'd be pretty great. Maybe say some nice things. Yeah. You got some bad things to say, say those too. Don't reflect it in your your stars. (laughs) No, it just gets our name out there more. If, 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 if we get more ratings, we get out there more. So That's right. It helps us out in the algorithms and whatnot because, hey, surprise, there's a shit ton of horror podcasts out there. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> we are lost in a sea of horror podcasts. Absolutely. And a review helps us, you know, helps us be seen a little bit more. Absolutely. Well, Jason, I think that is all we watched. We have plugged the show a little bit. Yep. Finally, we're bad about that. Yep. 
<laughs> All right, yuppers. Yeah, yuppers. So, you got any news stories over there? I got a couple news things over here. All right. All right. So, Jen Ortega of You Fame and Melissa Barrera of Vita and In the Heights have joined the Scream 5 cast. All right. I don't know either one of those. I know Jen Ortega because I watched You with M. Mm-hmm. And she's actually the girl that Chris Dulia, 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 right. yeah, she is the underage girl that he tries to have sex with. Oh yeah, which is kind of funny because because yeah, we all know. Yeah, but yeah, she's and she's good on that show. She was also on Jane the Virgin, which Ian watches some. It's it's decent. It's just not really my kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And Melissa Barrera, I've not seen much from her, so I can't tell you if she's good or not. But hey. There's two other cast members for Scream 5. Well, it is happening. It is. Supposed to come out next year sometime. Other than Courtney Cox, have they officially announced uh, Miss Neve Campbell? No, there's been nothing. There's been talks, from what I understand. Matthew Lillard? The only thing I've heard from Matthew Lillard is that he would love to do it, but I don't know if he might have reached out to him. Where's to do my it. boy at? I don't, or Skeet Ulrich at. You want to- me to message him? Like, come on, Matthew. Do us a solid. <laughs> we need this. We do need this, but it's not really in his hands, I wouldn't think. Yeah. All Here's right. Other Scream 5 news. Oh, well, they said Samara Weaving was supposed to be in this movie, but she could not be in it due to scheduling conflicts. What else you got to do, Samara Weaving? What is, wait, who's that? <laughs> the the main character from Ready or Not, who the guys did oh, before this. Yeah. yeah. So, I was like, is that the little girl from The Ring? That's the Bay Chase. Yeah, and her name is Samara in that movie. Yeah, so. I mean, I got, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's also an S. Darko, by the way, which apparently, from what I heard, is one of the worst movies oh, ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and Naomi Watts is in the ring and always got Naomi Watts and Laura Linney confused. Really? In my younger days. They're very different and worlds apart now. Sure. But back in the day, I was like, oh. Anyways, I guess I could see that. Although I always think Laura Linney as a redhead, even though she's a blonde in this movie. Yeah. Hey, have you seen Ozark yet? Oh, she is in that, isn't she? She's great in that. Yeah. I mean, her character, a lot of people are very divisive on her. She's kind of annoying sometimes, but. Is she like, is she kind of like the wife in Breaking Bad? Um, a little bit. Okay. Some of that. I know you love that show. Watch it. It's amazing. <laughs> Why won't you watch it? I know it's not um, overweight goons talking about Italian pasta and stuff, so it's not quite your flavor, but... I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Sopranos is the greatest TV show of all time. Says the guy who hasn't seen Ozark. Hey! Okay, I've seen Breaking Bad. Okay. Personally, Breaking I think Ozark's better than Breaking Bad. Well, Come at me. All right. Well, I, I can't confirm or deny that for my opinion, but... So watch it, Dick Nose. I try to, Dick Face. God, you, it's you an amazing know? slice of cinema. Fucking watch it. Three seasons of greatness. <laughs> God damn it. He's actually really upset with me right now. <laughs> you can't even see it on his face, but I can see it on his face. This is the most fire I've ever seen in his eyes. This is worse than we did, Christine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nothing's worse than that. No, you should have seen me while I was taking notes for Christine. I was like, God damn it. I got to <laughs> talk about this piece of shit. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. So that was the news for Scream 5. Anyways, what else uh, in the news world, Jason? All right, so Unsolved Mysteries Part 2 is coming out October 19th, and there's going to be a Ghost Story episode this season. Oh, snap. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Very excited. 
I hope it's as good as the first half was. I still haven't sure watched the French episode because the only time I think about watching it is when I'm doing something else. Mm-hmm. And if it's just people talking in French, I'm not going to understand what's going on. I gotcha. But everything else was, I mean, it was a really good season. It was. Or so far, anyway. Because it's only part one. That's right. Well, I'm looking forward to that. And, hey, it's coming out on Netflix, so it's not going to get pushed back. No, that's very true. By the way, I read an interview with David Howard Thornton. Uh-huh. And he said, yeah, the October release date's probably not going to happen. Oh, uh, okay. Because I'm assuming they still haven't oh. finished it yet, have they? Is that what he was saying? There's still yeah, stuff that needs to be filmed? there's like a few little reshoots, and apparently it's not going to be out in time for October, which I falsely stated on Instagram one day, because I got <laughs> crunk after watching the trailer. Yeah. Sue me, okay? Yeah, all right. Actually, don't sue me, Damian Leon. <laughs> I don't think he could, but <laughs> <laughs> this guy said this thing that he thought was true. Spreading misinformation. Fake news? Sure. Um. <laughs> yeah. Terrifier 2 is going to be a while. Hopefully they don't Halloween kills it and push it all the way back to Halloween of 2021. I don't think that they would do that, but who knows? I don't think they would because they're not really relying on like box office. Money. Yeah, because this I mean, it'll, it might get a small release. Put it out for Christmas. Yeah. Hey, you know Christmas what else movie? is a good Christmas movie? What's that? Mothman Prophecies. I noticed that. Yeah, it doesn't really get brought up around Christmas time. I mean, I guess this isn't a horror movie, but... It's got some creepy things. It's a good winter watch. Oh, it definitely is. Yeah, it's a good one to watch when it's nice and cold and the nights are long and all that good shit. (laughs) It's one of those kind of movies. But before we get into that, anything else, Jason? Got one more thing here. All right. Shudder has announced their 61-day programming for Halloween this year. Yes. So it starts. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, look, do I tell, Jason. You had your face like you were about to say something. It's like, 61 days, Jason. Okay. Well, waiting on you, newsman. <laughs> but yeah, so they announced their programming block, which includes movies. Not everything, but includes a Nosferatu season two is coming out then. Joe Bob is doing another special. The Veronica release is coming out in September. Yes. Which I can't wait to watch that. Yep. And they're also doing their horror hotline again, which you'll call in and they'll give you recommendations what's on Shutter. Oh, okay. So, yeah. There's lots of other stuff they announced that's coming out in those two months, but, you know, I couldn't release everything here. Mm-hmm. But it's it looks like a pretty cool, interesting lineup that they're going to do for the next two months. So Yeah, I'm really excited to watch Verotica, and for those that don't know, that is Gwen Danzig's horror movie. Apparently it's so bad, it's bad. Gosh. Like the room levels of awful. Yeah, I just remember those when it premiered Chicago, those early reviews were just like so hilarious. And then his reaction was like, well, I didn't think you would laugh about that, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Glenn, you gotta laugh at yourself, bud. Yeah, apparently. No, I haven't seen it, but a lot of people have, and it's awful. Yeah, and hey, if you're a big Misfits fan, listen to the latest episode of Slashers. They break down the entire career of the Misfits. Good listen. Yeah, it is. I know a little bit of Misfits. I like some songs. I yeah. can name a few, mm-hmm. but I'm not that into it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. For the fuck of it, I looked up on eBay. Sometimes I I do this when I'm bored. I'll type in like whatever band and go to like highest listing, like highest priced item. Yeah. There's a Misfits record. It's like pressed on pink vinyl, 
released to only blah 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 copies currently <laughs> up to like twelve thousand dollars on auction it's like wow for one record wow like holy shit <laughs> what record was it like it just uh, was uh it a record or was it like a maybe like it was a record store day release thing or is it oh no it was printed in 1986 really limited but hey if you have money to blow like that kudos to you sure yeah <laughs> i mean what are you gonna do with that record you're just gonna like stand back and be like there it is look at it <laughs> <laughs> it's my twelve thousand dollars i might as well put this in the safe and never see it again <laughs> that's more than a lot of people's cars <laughs> oh absolutely that's like so many awesome vacations full of great memories yeah but it's like no nah. hey people are collectors you know yeah you know, it's it's a thing i mean printed on pink vinyl dude Okay. I mean, I'm not even going to take it out of the sleeve because that's super expensive and it really devalues it. But inside that vinyl, or inside yeah. the case, it's a pink vinyl. Yeah. Anyways, must be a big fan. I know there's one of the Friday the 13th vinyl releases has liquid blood inside of it. Oh, yeah. Which is yeah. like super rare. Well, I don't know if it's super rare, but it's very collectible because only like a limited release for it, too. Yeah. Anyways, all so right. that's all the news, Jason. That was the, the biggest news bit that I could find since we last recorded. All right. Any uh, Mothman sightings? Uh, you know what? I actually Googled that, but I couldn't see anything recently. Okay. I don't know if he prophesized the 2020 pandemic or not. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Somebody should get in touch with Richard Gere and see if that's maybe what happened. Touch with who? Richard Gere. Oh, okay. And see if maybe that's what happened. Okay. Hey, speaking of Richard Gere, I don't know if you know this or not, he's in this movie. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, he is. Old Dick Gere. Oh, I've seen his leaner. <laughs> it was in the oh, 80s. Oh, yeah, I never looked at that. American Gigolo. Mm -hmm. You didn't Google it? No. Oh, I, you should have. We're going to pause this podcast. No. <laughs> like, full on? Is that pretty much, yeah. I mean, you, that's definitely Richard Gere's leaner. Okay. Yeah, this might have been pre- Sherville Richard Gere as well too. So. Pretty sure that's a rumor. It's gotta be. Okay? Yeah, but it's I don't know where, who, or why would come up with that rumor. Before the internet, people just made up shit. I guess remember when Marilyn Manson took his ribs out to suck his dick? Yes, and I had to defend that stupid rumor every time I wore a Marilyn Manson shirt to school, <laughs> like before the internet. And they're like, dude, is it true? He like took a rib out to suck his dick. Fuck face. Does he, leave leave me alone. They even work. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Anyways, we're not going to talk about that, but we are <laughs> going to talk about the Mothman prophecies. So let's yes. do it. The Mothman prophecies. Mothman or Mothman? I say uh, uh, Mouthman. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So it came out January 25th, 2002. All right. Budget of $32 million. Apparently $2 million got cut like the day before filming. Yeah, cool. Saw that. Director was quite upset about that. Yeah. Ended up grossing worldwide about $55 million. Yeah. So not a flop, not a raging success. No. So 2002, this was kind of... one. Of, there's always like little periods in time of horror where there's like... They're not quite sure what to do. It's kind of like yeah. the, the slasher team yeah. scream. I know what you did last summer. That's kind of dwindling down. But yeah. the remake thing hasn't really started up yet. So there's this weird flux between like, like 01 to 03. Where yeah. it's like, what should we do? It kind of like 
first it comes around to like the ring after Sword of Scream oh, was like the biggest yeah. like watershed moment in horror movies, and then that brought in all the Japanese PG thirteen horror remakes. That's right. And that's then funny. it came around to the to the you know the seventies and eighties horror remakes that we really think about in the two thousands. But yeah, this was in that weird area, and of course, also nine eleven had happened. Does anybody really want to see this kind of stuff right now? Like horrible things happening to people. Yeah, that's I, a little yeah. bit of it, and of course, it really happened with the, the torture porn that would come out a little bit later. Okay. Yeah. But this was just, like you said, it was still, nobody really knew what to do with horror at this point. It was very stale, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. But there are a few diamonds in the rough. I consider this one okay. of them. So, I guess we'll just jump right on up into the movie, huh, Jason? Alright, yeah. Hey, before we do, what are, are there any cryptids like Bigfoot, Mothman, Kraken. Which one do you give like the most credibility to? The one that's like, okay, well I could see that. Okay, the most credibility that I would probably give to, I don't know if this would really count as cre- I guess aliens would be the thing that I would say because that yeah. seems somewhat. I mean, as huge as the universe is, mm-hmm. that there's like even if it's just like little parasites somewhere on some moon in Neptune. Yeah, you know that would make more sense to me than something like the Kraken or the skunk ape in Florida. I just, it seems like for like these things like big, I'm interested in cryptids, they're fun to research. It's like a big thing of American lore or any country's lore for that matter. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know if I really believe in Bigfoot or Yeti or Chupacabra because it just seems like there would be like straight up like proof. Because you always watch these Bigfoot hunter movies or TV shows. Yeah. They put up like trail cameras and you never see anything. Maybe you see some black mass in the background. It's like, Oh, well, that's proof. I was like, well, it's just proof that there's something there. That doesn't mean that it's Bigfoot. Sure. You know, that's, and that's kind of where I come out with cryptids. I'm not necessarily saying they don't exist, but mm-hmm. I just, I need a little bit more proof than I currently have as far as cryptids go. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, newsflash. Yeah. I like Bigfoot stuff. I, I know you do. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of a believer in okay. a way. It's not so far fetched. If Bigfoot were real, There'd be one in the fucking zoo. They'd be like, oh, here's a giraffe and a rhino. And oh, yes, here's a Sasquatch. Sure. And yeah. People would be like, oh, yeah, oh, they're kind of boring. I don't want to see that. Yeah. Like, it's not that far fetched. And apparently there was a bipedal giant ape called Gigantopithecus. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of debated whether or not that is actually real because they reconstructed all that based off a jawbone they found. Somebody found, and they're like, "Well, from this jawbone, we determined that this yeah. was a eight foot tall bipedal hominid." Mm-hmm. And apparently, it doesn't quite work like that. It's highly debated. Yeah, okay. But regardless, I don't think it's so far fetched that there could be a Sasquatch out there. Yeah, I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. I just I need a little bit more proof for me to say like, oh, "Okay, yeah, Bigfoot is more." You know, like I know people say in the Ozarks, or especially in the Pacific Northwest, which, I mean, it's not as highly densely populated as, as around here. It would make yep. more sense for that kind of thing. But I just, I don't, I can't say I'm a believer. Yeah. There is, like, some, there's some very strong eyewitness testimonies. There's, like, audio recordings of some weird shit. Yeah. Um, Les Stroud, Survivor Man, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, I know he said okay. he's, he's seen, I, I've no, heard he his story. he hasn't seen one, but yeah. he has two stories where he... Like, basically, he was out in the middle of nowhere in the snow, and he heard, like, what sounded like a giant ape outside of his tent. 
So I and, believe Les Stroud. Yeah, he's, he's a very, Canadian, right? Yeah, so, so you, I could believe him in the Canadian Wilds <laughs> oh, and crazy shit, like something like that. Yeah, more so than. Yeah, so I I trust Les Stroud, and whenever I hear him talk about it, I'm like, that guy's not bullshit. He's telling the fucking truth. Yeah, there's a very intriguing eyewitness testimony. Sure, and I don't know if you go to the mountains a lot or like even when we're hiking on some well-traveled trail, if you stop and walk 50 feet into the woods, yeah. you might as well be on fucking Mars. I mean, yeah, that's very true. So, I mean, there's so much unexplored land just here in America. Yeah. So, I don't know. Someday. Yeah. Dude, I swear to God, if there's ever like a breaking news story, Sasquatch found, I'm calling out of work. <laughs> it's really easy when you're the I'm, boss. I'm throwing, oh yeah, I'm calling myself. I'm gonna make up a sick story. Yeah, I'm gonna say you were sick. Yeah, you're not going into work. You should go to Best Buy, buy a pager, page yourself that you can't <laughs> <Okay>. go. <in. laughs> they found Sasquatch. <laughs> you're buying a case of PBR and you're making a day of this. Okay, <laughs> my ball, my boss, a real ball breaker. So I better. T- <laughs> also, any deep sea stuff like crocking. Kraken, I'm sorry. I think we've only explored maybe 8% of the ocean, yeah, I yeah, think. We know more about the moon than we know about the deep sea. Oh, like, man. Yeah. Like, just the thought of what's lurking deep, deep miles down in total darkness. Yeah. Who the fuck knows? Yeah. So, but yes, hey, we could do an entire episode on, like, cryptid stuff. Yeah, I mean, we could. we could devote an entire episode to it. But we're not going to do it now. We are going to talk about one cryptid, the yes. Mothman. Absolutely. All right, so let's just jump right on into the movie. And by the way, this was based on a book written by John Keel. And it, it's obviously they take some things and run with it. It's definitely not a true story. It is based on events. Yeah. As it says at the start, it says this story is based on actual events. Yeah. At least it doesn't say this is a true story. Yeah, they didn't take his chainsaw massacre it. Yeah. <laughs> so we get a little opening scene here. Right away, you hear this eerie little score by Tom and Andy, actually. And I love the score throughout this whole movie. I think it's creepy. Yeah. There's a lot of little, uh, I don't know what you even call them, like xylophones, like these deep bell sounds mm-hmm. like boom yeah boom. just kind of gives you the creeps you can tell these are like computer programmer people to start with for some of the things and then there's one thing that i have a little bit of a beef with they sort of you know that halloween six oh. oh there's a kind there's a couple times where it does that at some crazy moment i was like ah, it's just a little too much for me all it takes is a mother's touch <gasps> yeah exactly there's like one or two uh <laughs> music or sound noise cues that happens in this movie but other than that the the score is very subdued and very kind of creepy and ominous which is which is nice so we see john klein played by mr richard gear heard of him oh yeah handsome son of a bitch even that salt pepper hair he still looks (sighs) oh my god you know his wife is 36 years old he's 70 oh now yeah crushing it the gearster okay (laughs) who's his wife some Spanish political commentator. All right, Richard, I hear you. Previously so, married to Sidney Crawford. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he's at a Christmas party, and he calls his wife, Miss Deborah Messing. Mm-hmm. Will and Grace, mate. Okay. That was he, the biggest thing I could think of her. 
Yeah, she was also, every time I see her, I think of Along Came Polly, because she was married to Ben Stiller at the beginning, and she bangs the scuba instructor on their vacation. Oh, that's right. I forgot that was her. Yeah, it's been so long since I've seen that movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. You want to go scuba? I just remember the <laughs> basketball scene where he just gets a sweat right on top of it on his face. Yeah, anyways, that's his wife in that. So, John Klein is heading home, and this is all over the credits. Sure. Nice little score here. Yeah. So they are touring a new house. Mm-hmm. They are a happy couple. They're ready to buy a house. And they get it on in the closet, or they're about to. As as you do. Yeah, I guess. It's, it's weird. <laughs> Anyways, the real estate agent opens the closet. He's like, if you want this house now, you'll have to make a decision. Richard Gere's like, we'll take it. And I'm here to say, it doesn't quite work like that. No, no, not at all. And then after he says that, he closes the closet. Yeah, it's really more like, okay, uh, put in a very high offer and have a mini panic attack for a few days while you wait to see if your offer was accepted. <laughs> oh, and by the way, make sure you start planning out the paint scheme in all the rooms. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking at Pinterest with your girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Oh, this room, I think we should do this. It's and you've like, got to be actively. You can't just be like a... Yeah, it's okay. like, well, let's see if the offer goes through. <laughs> Anyways, they skip all that, and they, they say, we'll take it. So, they're driving home. They start kissing at the red light. They're all flirty and happy. He does kind of encourage her to, to drive fast here. Yeah. He's like, how, how fast is car? She's like, ooh, real fast. He's mm-hmm. like, mm, why don't you show me? I'm Richard Gere. I'm hot as shit. <laughs> Step on it. Skirt! <laughs> <laughs> And like in the mean streets of D.C., you probably shouldn't be speeding like that. That's right, but she does, and she spins out and knocks her head on the car window. Yes, because mm-hmm. the Mothman flies into her eye? Oh, that's right. Um, Yeah, she sees the moth, the Mothman. Yeah. The Mothman. He flies at the car. Yeah. She sees it. He does not. And you briefly see, like, the red eyes. And Yeah. But no, it doesn't fly at her. That's how I interpreted that whole scene. Like, it flew, like, right at her, and you see kind of her eye. Especially, you mm-hmm. see, like, later, you see it going to her eye. Okay. It's not the Mothman didn't fly oh, through I mean, yeah, like, her. Somehow, like, he supernaturally her. flew inside. Oh, I, see, I didn't see, get that. Because we find, okay, we'll see a little bit later. Okay. They go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. They give her a CAT scan or MRI because she says she doesn't feel right after That's this right. whole thing. And she has a tumor in her brain that is the, I'm assuming, is the, the makeup, or it looks like the Mothman outline that you see in the movie. Well, that's one of many, which I think are pretty cool transitional little moments instead of just, here's a scene, cut, new scene. It The scenes sort of blend in each other. There's little visual cues that... yeah. One of those being the shape of the Mothman, almost like a Y. Yeah. So you see that repeated throughout the movie a lot. I wasn't mad with that, but this one I was like, why did we need that? Because you see a flash of it in her brain. I guess that was supposed to be the... Was that supposed to be the tumor that they found? I don't... No, it's not the Mothman's not in her head. It's I know it's Mothman's not in her head, but it seemed like... Cause <laughs> stop, I made stop taking it so fucking literal, I'm Jason. I'm looking at it. As Jesus what, Christ. What am I supposed to take it Metaphor. As? Heard of it? <laughs> God damn it. Oh, by the way, do you know when the first CAT scan was invented? I do not. 67. The first successful CAT scan was 71. I thought it would be earlier. I, I would too. 67 was also the year this movie should have taken place. That's right, but it does not. No. Oh, by the way, I guess we should 
say this. Uh, the the movie is based on a series of events from, I believe, November 67 to December 68. I think it was 66 or 67. That's right. Yeah. My my bad. Yeah. My bus. Oh, yeah. Look so, at <laughs> no one shit about cryptids and shit. Okay. <laughs> so it's based off of that. The town folk of Point Pleasant, West Virginia, there were over... Like, 200 reported sightings of this this mothman yeah and men in black and yeah aliens and which i wish they had explored because there were some creepy stories with the man in black that story is better than this story well we'll, we'll get it for the yeah. end mr critical so <laughs> john is talking to his uh colleague he's basically saying like you know found a tumor it's one in a million. It's a super rare tumor. Yeah. Mary is talking to John, saying, like, you know, I want you to be happy. You get a sense that she doesn't have long to live. And John drives to the accident site, just kind of look around. And that's when he notices the Y shape on the front of the car. Yes. And I like how he kind of notices the uh, two traffic cone things or like little red eyes yeah she kind of see throughout this movie a lot not traffic cones just like red like eyes and kind of feel like you're being watched throughout this movie you get yeah. like a lot of wide overhead shots mm-hmm. almost like you're peering in on these people okay yeah if perhaps you are the mothman aren't we all the mothman aren't we all a little bit the mothman <laughs> and the mothman's all a little bit of us exactly so <laughs> mr hanky the mothman <laughs> So later that night, he gets the call. The get to the hospital. You know, we take it that her, his wife has passed. Yeah, and that's when you get that that very 2002 edit of him kind of like choppy editing, running through the. the okay, I was, like, I, I was waiting for a Dido song to start playing as he's running to the hospital. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and now I won't go. So, oh yeah, you see that same effect in uh, 2003, Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah, that, and we talked about it then, how it yeah. did not age well. Thank God that effect just died out. Yeah. Thankfully, that's the last time you see it. But when I was watching that, I was like, yeah, I don't You like see that. it when he's on the phone, you briefly kind of see the edit kind of like that, but that's the only, mm-hmm. like, egregious, okay, this did not age. This filmmaking style died yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So while he's cleaning out Mary's room, he finds her doodle book. <laughs> she was drawing annuals. <laughs> I was like, "Who is this guy?" I'm like, "Why are you just popping, saying cryptic shit like that, bro?" <laughs> she knew. Oh Jesus! What, what did she know? How long have you been standing there? <laughs> she was drawing annuals. <laughs> so anyways, he sees a picture. like she was drawing it with mud and spit. I'm like, jeez. <laughs> So, I like all these little pics in the book that she was drawing. She was seemingly obsessed with the Mothman and what she saw that night. Yeah. They're all really creepy looking and, I don't know, I like the style of these drawings. Okay. So, it's just me personally, I see. I mean, it was, I mean, it was very, I, I like, not so I didn't like the style, but it seemed like a, a, a choice that they always make when they have these kind of creepy characters and they're in the hospital. Uh huh. It's like kind of like, not so the cliche, but it's always the go to when they're doing something that's kind of like a dark and mysterious. It always looks like somebody's just taking a crayon. And yeah, well, that's kind of how the Mothman is described by a lot of people. Yeah, and I saw of lots a... of pictures from the, that they had drawn it, and it looked very much like that. That's very true. Yeah. Two years later. John continues his political coverage, 
That's right. He works for the uh, Washington Post. <clears throat> the Washington Post as a political analyst. Yes. Tries to get hooked up with a lady by his friend that works there, but he's like still hasn't moved past Mary. <clears throat> There's something about Mary. So <laughs> he blows off my the... Mothman. <laughs> what? Have you seen my Mothman? My God. <laughs> so he blows off the party and drives down to Richmond at 1 a.m. And suddenly his car quits working. It's like 2.30 in the morning. And he walks up to Gordon's house. I do like the little moment how he he's on the road and he gives pause for a second. Almost asks, like, where the fuck am I? Yeah. You ever had those moments where you find yourself, I don't know, out and about at like 2 a.m. or something? Yeah. For whatever reason, yeah. you kind of have a moment of like, everything's real quiet and it's like kind of eerie. And it's like, yeah. More so back back where we're from than here in Raleigh, because if you're 2 in the morning, you're probably like on an interstate somewhere. But yes, when you're out in the country at like 2 or 3 in the morning, it's quite eerie. And I was driving through uh, West Virginia one time. Mm-hmm. I stopped to take a piss off the side of the road, and I'm like, this place is creepy. What were you doing in West Virginia? Driving to Horror Hound 2007. We drove there. Where is... I thought it was in my Indianapolis. Where it is it? It is. Yeah. West yeah, Virginia was on the way. <clears throat> we crossed like a part of it. Okay. I don't know. That's MapQuest. I've been to West Virginia once, and that was to pick up a ram for the high school. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a creepy place. It's Yes. So John knocks on the door. Gordon answers. He's like, you know, car broke down. Can I use your phone? Gordon's like, it's him. Pulls him inside real quick. Puts a gun up to him. Makes him stand in the shower. He says that this is the third night in a row that Mr. Klein has showed up. I was just thinking, I was at, when I watched, I was like, this is like Scarface. I was, uh, <laughs> Laura Lynn's going to tell him to get the yayo after they like chainsaws. <laughs> oh, <guy>. wow. <laughs> yeah, Laura Linney shows up. She is the cop. Yes. Connie. Mm-hmm. Now, I love Laura Linney. I think she's a great actress. Yes. But do you remember a while back when I was saying how I hate when people that aren't from the South do a Southern accent? Sure. She does one here, and I'm like, ooh. Sometimes. She's like, she's like, well, hey, Gordon. I'm like, yeah, that's not a thing. Yeah, now granted, it could be more of a West Virginia thing, but it does seem like it comes and goes sometimes with her. Yeah, that's like what she, I was. She, that's what I got. That she emphasizes certain words. Mm-hmm. They should have just told her, like, just talk normal. <laughs> like, <laughs> clearly, you're a little bit more well educated than a lot of people around here. Maybe your accent won't be quite as thick as some of these people. Yeah, maybe you. She should have taken like uh, dialect lessons from you. I you know, mean, like, hey, no, <laughs> come here. Say a little. Can you say? Ah. Can you say Bojangle sweet tea? <laughs> <laughs> Molasses. <laughs> oh man, back to the Mothman. 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 <laughs> say words like you've only got seven teeth in your mouth. Talk about my daddy. <laughs> He's like, you're lucky. I'm a Christian, so I would have had the right to shoot you. She's like, well, it doesn't quite work like that. He had to be on inside the house. Yeah. By the way, when somebody tried to break into my house once, while they were taking fingerprints, I've never told you this story. So I asked the cop. I was like, just so I'm clear here, yeah. if he were inside my house, I have a right to shoot him, right? And he looked at me like I was stupid. He's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. He's like, dude, yes, shoot him. Here's a gun now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, just wanted to 
clarify. So just for you know, take my time, something just to beat the shit out of this captain. Yeah. However, if somebody is running away from your house, do not shoot. Mm-mm. Bullet holes in somebody's back means you murdered them. Yeah, so. We talked about that last week on John dies the end a little bit. Don't shoot anybody in the back. Did we? Yeah. Remember when they shot Fred? I was like, don't shoot him in the back. That's coward's way out. Oh, okay. All right. Well, they let John Klein go. Connie checks out his credentials, and she's like, okay, well, whatever. She drives him to a motel. Connie mentions the strange happenings that are going on in the town. So John Klein goes in. He's looking at a map, but he's in the wrong state. A lapse in memory, perhaps? Is it a... This is a common theme in, like, alien abductions it's yeah it very much is yeah like it's forgotten or like it's just a blank space of two hours where you don't know where or what happened or how you got there yeah so it was an eerie little moment it's like huh okay i know gsp's talked about he's had some but that's probably because of concussions that's mma fighter george st pierre yes yeah he's really big into aliens and stuff i think it's great really they'll hear him talk about aliens is i'm like hell yeah you know man gsp <laughs> so there's nothing wrong with this car John Klein sees Gordon out and about in the town. He apologizes. John gets uncomfortably close to his face. He's like, look. <laughs> well, he's like, there's nobody around. He's got a whisper. He's like, hey, do you know where the gerbils are around here? Like, oh, he my God. He's like right on top of him. Let it go, Jason. <laughs> so he gets right up in his face. And he's like, I don't know how I got here last night. So, yeah. By the way, there's a lot of personal <clears throat> space invading in the town of Point Pleasant. There's a lot of moments in this movie, it's like, ooh, they wouldn't do well with COVID. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely a pre-COVID uh, 2002, that's for darn sure. That's for darn sure. So, John waits outside uh, Gordon's house. Connie knocks on the door. I mean, knocks on John's door. She's like, I thought I'd see you back here. John's like, they wait till 2.30, nothing happens. John's like, I wanted to see what I look like. I'll save you the trouble, John. Handsome as shit. Exactly. Exactly. He's the original George Clooney. Yeah. yeah kind of was. Yeah. Yeah, he was like the heartthrob of uh, the 80s and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Salt and pepper hair. Oh, gosh. Those sharp yet gentle eyes. Mm-hmm. Cowboy take me away. <laughs> <laughs> What's the movie he did? Uh, Knights in Rodanthe. Uh, Nicholas Sparks movie. Yeah. I'm sure it was filmed around where you were at the time because all the Nicholas. I think it's in the the contract they had to be filmed in. The I think it was banks. filmed in Rodanthe, North Carolina. I was there not too long ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So John asked Connie about all the strange things that have been happening in the town, and she shows him reports, weird lights, strange phone calls. So Connie shows him pictures of all the like people who have been drawing the same thing that John's wife had. Yeah. He's like, ooh, something is afoot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they go to a lady that recounts her sighting. She's like, you know, there was about a foot or so between the top of his head and that branch, so that would have put him about seven or eight feet. Yeah. She couldn't stop looking at him, and then he just takes off suddenly. Hey, did you watch that documentary? I did watch that documentary. <clears throat> Pretty good. It's it is. Uh, called... I think it was just the Mothman of Point Pleasant. I think, that, yeah, I think that's what it's. Called. It's on Amazon Prime. Just type in Mothman. It's the first thing that pops up. Yeah, but it's um out of all the Mothman documentaries I've seen, it's one of the better ones, and it's the most no frills. It's just 
here's the story. Here's some of the players. Yeah, it shows you everything that happened in a timeline order. And there's like eyewitness testimonies and stuff. It's really yeah. good. And all those people reported that he would spread his wings and not flap or anything. Just essentially shoot straight up in the air. Yeah. So anyways, we see the firefighter guy. He's showing his phone call recordings. And apparently Mothman's a prank caller. John tells his work friend, he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be in West Virginia for a while. So, fuck off. I think he said, uh, I, it's a science thing I'm doing over here. Yeah. And he meets at the TNT plant, which this is commonly where the Mothman was seen. Yeah. TNT plant's not there anymore, though. Bummer. So, he meets Connie, and they talk to the young couple. They tell their story. They were making out in the back seat, and the Mothman came to see him and flew all around them, and the guy had, like, swollen eyes. Yeah, he gave him pink eye and cock-blocked him. Like, it was just really, really weird. <laughs> yeah. The way it was shot, too, because they had, like, neon stuff everywhere. Mm-hmm. They see that a couple of times, that effect. Everything's, like, this greenish hue to it. Yeah. Which, again, I was kind of like, it's a very music video thing, kind of, you know? I was like, I get they're doing it because it's a, a flashback, and you're kind of doing it from the Mothman perspective, so it needs to be kind of strange. Yeah, it has I to just, look otherworldly. And yeah, just like, maybe there's some other filters they could have tried, because I just didn't really like that specific filter. Okay. And not against how they shot it, it's just the filter looked kind of weird to me. Oh, I got you. Yeah, there are some shots in the movie that are very music video-y. Yeah. But Mark Pellington was a music video director. Directed the Jeremy video by Pearl Jam, which is a good one. Yeah, it is. He's done a lot of shit. Yeah. So the next day, John sees Gordon at the store. Gordon tells John about how he looked in the mirror the night before and couldn't recognize himself. So he hears a voice in the sink saying, Do not be afraid. 99 will die. Denver 9. Mm-hmm. And then he presents a news article about a... Wait, no, he doesn't do that. <laughs> not yet, not yet. But he writes it down, but he shows John Klein the same style of drawing of the Mothman yes. that he yes. doesn't remember doing. Gordon's ear starts bleeding. He has a clean CAT scan, though. Later at the diner, they see the Denver crash story. Yes, he sees yeah. the... Uh... On the television, they're reporting about the Denver crash, and he says, 99 people have died. That's right. Denver International Airport, also quite the conspiracy place, if you ever want to get on that rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's like some really weird um, paintings and stuff in yeah, there. Yeah, and they say like the lizard people live under the Denver International Airport, and all kinds of mm. like out there conspiracies around the Denver International Airport. Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about the lizard people, per se. Oh, they're true. They're real. They're running the government. Okay. Well, that would explain a lot. <laughs> John contacts Alexander Leak. It's kill spelled backwards. Mm-hmm. Who wrote the book this uh, movie is based off of. That's right. He's like, look, I need to talk to you because Mr. Leak had reported on the same sort of stories and phenomena, but he kind of shuts down John Klein. He's like, sorry, dude. Click. Buzz off. <laughs> But we'll catch back up with him later. So John and Connie are hanging out at her house. By the way, are, are they just, they're just kicking it. Uh, yeah, I guess they're, they're a couple now. They're doing something, you know. <laughs> I mean, they're having tea together. She shares a dream she had 
Yes. About how she was drowning and there were lights and presents all around her and how she was dying in her dream, but it felt good. But she hears somebody whispers, wake up, number 37. And she wakes up. And she's all crying and stuff. It was a moment. It was definitely a moment. And it's a very important mm-hmm. moment for the movie, you find out later. We will find out why mm-hmm. later. A little foreshadowing there. Stay tuned. <laughs> so Gordon says he met Injured Cold. Saw him at the cement plant. He sees like a shadowy figure that like approaches the truck. Now, I like the effects of the shadowy Yes, I like figure. that thing too. It's like very saturated. You don't. It's fuzzy. It sometimes it looks distorted. I, uh-huh. I do like that effect. I really do like that kind of. It's very yeah. Like I said, it's very distorted. Yeah, there's no distinguishable features or anything. No. So Gordon says that injured cold said, "Do not be afraid. My name is injured cold. Something something three hundred will die." Then he shows John a clipping of a earthquake that happened. So yeah, another premonition. One of the eyewitness accounts was this guy was driving down the road and I think there was like a bright light in the road and he stopped and this guy walked up to his car dressed in all black with a giant grin on his face. Yeah. They called him the Grinning Man. Yes. yes. And he said that his name was Injured Cold. See, I thought that that would have made a pretty creepy scene. Yes. But... It could have come off a little hokey. In this movie, it absolutely would have been like, it would have came out of nowhere and felt definitely. It, the tonal, tonally wise, it would have felt weird to yeah. be in this movie like it was. Like if they had like done up some makeup effects face with a yeah. giant grin. That would have yeah. been like, well, eh. Yeah. Overall, I mean, the, the parts they pick and choose from the book to explore, I think they do pretty good. I'll get to a little you know i'll do my piss in the morning at yeah. the end of the episode but overall like i i think they went the right way with this because you don't want this to be a monster movie with a no. giant fist fight on top of the cement plant no richard gear versus the mob <laughs> place your bets maybe this is avengers versus richard gear's iron man just flying <laughs> off so john and connie they're just chilling at the motel now they're definitely like I mean, it's Richard Gere. It's like, hey, babe, I'm really running low on gerbils here. Okay. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Let it go, Jason. So he gets a call from Gordon. John tells Connie to get over there because Gordon doesn't sound right. This is when Gordon, quote, Gordon puts Indrid Cold on the phone. Indrid yes. says, hello. He tells him, starts telling him, like, odd facts, like, you put your watch in your shoe. It's under the bed. And this is the thing I really remember from the, the trailers when it came out. The mm. What's in my hand? Chapstick. I remember, I vividly remember that from the trailers and the commercials yeah, for this movie. That seems to be like one of the most memorable moments. Yeah. I think the voice, there's something really, I find this be like pretty creepy. Yeah, I thought the voice thing was really effective. Like, um, I think that's director Mark Pellington. I think that's his voice kind of talking over this distorted version yeah. of his voice. Yes. And it adds a really creepy effect to it. Yeah. I like it. Chapstick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like when uh, John asks him, he's like, what do you look like? He says, it depends who's looking. Yeah. Like, okay, that's pretty good. You got me. All right. 
Then he asks about his wife, and he says, You were there. Mary Klein cannot be found by looking. You will see her in time. And about that time, Connie arrives at Gordon's. He's like, Yeah, I'm not talking to John. So it's everything's getting fucking weird. Yeah. At this point in the movie, John gets the audio analyzed, and the guy says that whatever it is isn't coming from human vocal cords. So John hunts down Alexander Freakalik in person. He's like, I'm going to go find this guy. So he tells John about the numerous sightings worldwide. There's cave paintings of Mothman. This sort of thing appears through all cultures throughout history, which is true. Yeah. The Native Americans had their own version. It's what they refer to as the Thunderbird. Yeah. Which would carry off old people and children and yeah, so and, uh, Point Pleasant has definitely its own bloody history with Native Americans. That's right. The town of Point Pleasant is supposedly cursed by Native American Cornstalk. Yes. Who was murdered there by European settlers over a land dispute. Yeah, they really betrayed him, basically. And there was a whole huge war and battle. So it's built on Native American blood. And he's, yeah, like I said, he's supposed to be, like you said. He supposedly cursed it for 200 years. And his, like, great-great-great-granddaughter was, like, not happy about telling that story on that documentary. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. (laughs) She is on the documentary we just talked about. Give it a watch. It's good. I was waiting for, like, yeah. So they totally fucked him. They fucked him hard. They (laughs) fucked him good. (laughs) Fucking white people, right? (laughs) Alexander Leake says that these beings are a normal condition of reality. And I couldn't quite make out what Leake says, but he's like, um... The way you can sense something before it happens. The way your hair stands up before lightning strikes. Yeah. Does that happen to you? Like yeah, Whenever, like whenever had... I see a flash of lightning, I get a wave of tingles throughout the entire, my entire head. I mean, if it's close enough, sure. Yeah. Like, I can just, like, see it off in the distance and I get, like, ooh. Are you a Mothman? I don't know. <laughs> but it apparently works. it doesn't happen to everybody. Because oh. I've asked some people, I'm like, that doesn't happen to you? It's <laughs> quite weird. Anyways. Yeah. And he also says that uh, they noticed that you noticed them. So they put you on notice that they noticed you. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. He says their motivations aren't human. Hey, Dr. Loomis and this guy should hang out. Right? Yeah. That'd be... This guy, he's not human. <laughs> I do like how he says, John's like, you know, if they're so advanced, why don't they just come out and talk to us? And he says, you're more advanced than a cockroach. Have you ever tried to explain yourself to one of them? News I just flushed those down the toilet. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Sit a cockroach down. All right, mister. I'm going to explain to you. (laughs) Could you please not leave? uh, Could you please leave the house? You smell it and you cause asthma issues. Is that true? Yeah. Did not know that. So Leek says something terrible is going to happen in Point Pleasant. Don't go back to Haddonfield, he says. <laughs> He's like, whatever brought you there, brought you there to die. It's like, oh, snap. If you want another <laughs> victim, take me. All right. So uh, Now, I do like that whole scene. It, I like the back and forth between Richard Gere and Leek. Yeah. Provide some... At this point, some much needed, a little bit of backstory on what the Mothman is. I think I could have used a little bit more, a little bit more Mothman. 
Yeah. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. They because towards the end it, it's mainly about John Klein and the grief over his wife. Yeah. Which isn't a a bad angle, I guess, to take, but some of it goes a little too far. Yeah. Well, I, I got critiques, but that's more okay. of the end of the, the thing about the wife stuff. But yeah, I'm with you 100%. I like how they kind of kept it cryptic, but I wish they maybe kept it like just a little too cryptic for its own good. Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of like, oh, Mothman doesn't give a shit anymore at the very, very end. But we'll kind of, again. Yeah, yeah. So I like that whole scene. Yeah. So John shows up to the Christmas tree lighting. Turns out Denise has left Gordon. Apparently he's kind of losing it. Quit going to work. Just fired. Yeah, Connie says that 15 more people had reported the Mothman. Here's a, I think, valid question. Are moth testicles called moth balls? <laughs> now, would these be man balls or moth balls? <laughs> Maybe one of them. Do they have balls? I, I don't know, but if they do, they are little moth balls. Somebody needs <laughs> to hit up the Instagram and send a whole... At- the Instagram... Yes. <laughs> I'm saying like our Instagram, the Spook House Instagram. Oh, okay. Not just the Instagram. That's just insane, okay? Mm-hmm. And send and send Phil pictures of mothballs for the rest of the week. Just constantly yeah. bombard Phil's Instagram page, his personal and the Spook House one. Yeah, please do. <laughs> please don't do that, Josh. Looking at you. <laughs> John says, John lies and says that Leek wouldn't see him. Kind of. Shrugs off Connie's questions. Yes. Later, John sees Gordon on the bridge. And Gordon's really starting to lose it. So John... Okay, this part's a little creepy. John's laying in bed and he rolls over. And Mary's in the bed with him. It's like, ooh. I just want you to be happy. Ooh. That'll give you the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> so he, re- he receives a wake-up call. At like six in the morning, and he receives a call from Gordon, who sounds off and not right. So he drives over. Gordon is dead. He's laid up beside a tree, and he died of exposure. Yes, which I'm assuming December in northern western Virginia is quite chilly. Yep, that'll do it. And they estimate that Gordon was dead for eight hours, but John tells Mary, like, well, I just talked to him an hour ago. It's like, Ooh. And it was kind of that distorted phone call, too. It's sort of like how the Mothman, you know, when the Mothman called, it sounded also kind of distorted like that. Yeah. Kind of like the Mothman maybe has the Scream 3 phone. Ooh. Yeah. It was all just a simple game, Cotton. <laughs> <laughs> it was all just a simple game, gear. <laughs> oh, boy. That movie. So. It'll happen. Eventually. Um, so the next day. <clears throat> John's getting loaded at the bar. He walks outside onto the street and bumps into the firefighter guy. And says that he got John's message that he left about the accident. Apparently, not John, but John called him. Yeah, Mothman uses his Scream 3 voice box again. That's right. <laughs> and says that he told him about an accident that's going to happen on the Ohio River. John walks to the police station and Connie says that there was a woman looking for him. Red hair, green eyes, pretty. Yeah. Turns out it was Deborah Messing. She ain't messing around. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Deborah get her shit done. That's what it was. <laughs> so, 
back at the motel. That's a good scene, by the way. Like that's one of the first times you see John kind of break. Yeah, that's at this point he's going off the deep end for the most mm. part. He's going crazy. He's starting to lose it. So back at the motel, John gets more prank calls from injured, cold. He's like, "Is your refrigerator running?" Someone left a freezer open. <laughs> you better catch it before it gets away. <laughs> so John leaves the motel and drives back to Leek's house. He knocks on his door and he's like, I need to talk. And Leek's like, all right, well, it's like two in the morning, but come on in. Yeah, and I was like, and when they last book, he's like, okay, I can't talk about this anymore. Just walks off. So he's going to be like, well, okay. Yeah. So Leek gives his backstory, says that he also was receiving premonitions. Nobody nobody listened to him. He was investigated. He was divorced. Spent four years in a psych ward. Yes. So John gets back to the hotel and throws all his papers and everything into the trash. So apparently he said there was a building that was going to explode. That's what, yeah. that's what he was. And I was like, oh my God, if they say 9-11, I'm going to throw this laptop across the room. I was so nervous. Oh. At the time. I was like, I couldn't remember if it came out like 2003 or 2004. And I was like, Please don't fucking say 9-11. Please don't say They yeah. don't. They don't. That would have been a little distasteful. But that was the first thing that popped in my I was like, oh my God, please <laughs> don't. Please don't. So John gets a call to cover the story of the governor touring the chemical plant. And meanwhile, also he hears on his recorder, like, great tragedy on the river. So John gets it in his head, like, oh, there's going to be a tragedy on the Ohio River. At this point, this movie turned into the dead zone. Have you ever seen that movie? No. Well, the whole thing is like that he sees premonitions and he's trying to stop them, but nobody's really believing him. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, so this movie just turned into the dead zone because he knows something's about to happen. He's trying to stop it, but nobody believes him. Yeah. But does it happen? So John is drinking at the bar and is intercut with him, like talking to the governor, like trying to warn him. He kind of comes off as crazy. Yes. And the governor did the right thing. was like, you need to not be with me right now. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And director Mark Pellington turns up the volume on the TV. He's the bartender. (laughs) Ah, yeah. So, and turns out nothing happened on the river. Nope. Then a lady hands him a note and says, Mary will call Georgetown Friday noon. Yes. I guess injured cold typed up a little note and sent it over. Telegram. Yeah. So John packs his bags and he's heading back to D.C. Connie calls and wants to chat for, quote, Say 10, 15 minutes. Ugh. Talking on the phone for 15 minutes, there's nothing worse. So how was your day? What did you do? What's going on? Like, you're going to be home in five minutes. I'll see you then. <laughs> like, get off the phone with me right now. But What's I, the information you need to relay? Let me know. I don't need to relay information. What do you I need just... from the grocery store? Let me know. That's it. <laughs> just te- you know what? Text it to me. I hate holding a phone up to my ear. You say that, but you're the, other than my parents, you're literally the only person that ever calls me. Because I'm not going to break down a whole conversation through text, like this back and forth. I'm like, all right, Jason, here's what we're going to do. And and that's it. All right. See you later. I was going to call you if I tested positive for Corona. I would have really appreciated that phone call. I've been like, hey, bud, get yourself tested. Yeah. (laughs) Connie tells John to come back to Point Pleasant. She's like, open presents around eight o'clock going to be a good old time. We've got some of that West Virginia moonshine. That's right. Mm-hmm. And it's Christmas. You can't be alone. Yeah. John breaks down. He's saying how he misses his wife so much. 
He's good in this movie. I feel like that breakdown was like, you're really forcing it. I was really? like, Really? I thought he did okay. It's like, I just, I'm, Yeah, he was I like, miss her so much. <laughs> I just waited for like the spit to come out of the TV. I was like, Miss her so much. Big old string of snot just slowly dripped out. Yeah, it's like the Blair Winch project. He just, <laughs> I miss her so much. <laughs> I'm so scared right now. I'm so scared. So the phone rings. Well, assuming that's Mary calling. He rips it out of the wall. The phone rings again while it's disconnected. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Mary would be like, no, you want to answer this phone. Yeah, it would have been like, do you want to die tonight, CC? <laughs> 2002 is no time to play hero. <laughs> so, John drives back to West Virginia. He gets stuck in traffic on the Silver Bridge. It is Christmas Day, although the tragedy on the Silver Bridge happened on the 15th. Yes. Because when you think about it, why would this many people be out Christmas night? It's usually like a ghost town everywhere, you know? Yeah, everybody's home or at somebody else's home. Exactly. But a traffic light was actually out there. Was that that, why everybody was on the... Yeah, that's why. So traffic was backed up on the Silver Bridge. Turned out there was a defect to the bridge and it couldn't hold all that weight. Yeah. So John gets out of his car to see what's going on. He's walking back to his car, and he kind of has a moment. Oh, yeah. Slowly turns to the left. He says, my God. (laughs) What if he just said, (laughs) holy fucking shit. (laughs) (laughs) This is what Mary wanted me to do. (laughs) This is why Mary got cancer for me to save this bridge. (laughs) So John starts running down the bridge, and he's warning everybody. Yes. He goes up to the guy that we saw earlier that had the saw the Mothman and had the eye problem. Yeah. He's like, turn that music down. And he rolls the window down. And the song that's playing uh-huh. is the band Candiria, who are kind of an underground. I remember them. Remember, you were a fan. I listened to yes. you sometimes. Yeah. They were way ahead of the curve of the whole <clears throat> jazzy progressive metal yeah kind of weird sound yeah way ahead like they were kind of innovators of that yeah so when i looked up what song this was i was like candiria holy shit (laughs) but the song 300 percent density from the album of the same name is playing good song good album good band i haven't heard that name in a long time yeah they're fucking solid are they still together they're still i don't think so okay yeah check them out so, listen to Without Water by Kendiria. Fucking slams. <laughs> Even today. So, yeah, he rolled, He bangs on the car. He's like, all right, Limp Biscuit, let's go. <laughs> Get out of the car. <laughs> it's like Final Destination 5. Literally, like, the whole bridge thing is coming down. I was like, whoa. Which were all miniatures, by the way. Except for some of these like reaction shots yeah. with uh, Richard Gere. Yeah. So good miniature work because yeah, it looks very good. Yeah. I saw like a little behind the scenes thing and the guy was like, yeah, of course we use miniatures. And I was like, yeah, of course they did. I miss miniatures, man. I guess they didn't all like CGI. blow a whole bridge apart. Yeah. yeah. Not in Pittsburgh. So the cable snaps on the bridge and it crashes through the guy's car. First death of the movie. Kind of graphic death, actually. Smashes his head up and what? Gordon dies. Oh, Gordon dies. Gordon and dies. Mary. And Mary. Yeah, so I take that back. <laughs> so all hell's breaking loose, in the words of JR. The actual collapse of the bridge 
only took about 20 seconds. That would make sense, yeah. Which is really fast and scary when yeah. you think about it. Imagine sitting in your car, and within 20 seconds you're dead or about to. Yeah. It's fucking deceased. scary. Yes. This shot drove me fucking nuts. Okay. The shot of the girl who was dating the guy that just got killed with the cable swinging. Uh-huh. She runs out of the wedding shop in her wedding dress oh, and like God. looks towards the bridge. Oh, uh, and they were talking about we're. They said well, we're going yeah, she to was get like, engaged. She was like, "We're going to get engaged." <laughs> He's like, "This I here ain't never worked right again. We're just a poor old country couple." Mm-hmm. I'm wearing my. I'm barefoot right now. I ain't got a lot of money, but my daddy says I look good in this dress. Exactly. <laughs> Let me put this skull in my back pocket real quick. My jeans ain't cool unless you get that circle. But yes, there's a shot of her in her wedding dress on Christmas night. It's like. Ugh. That shit ain't gonna be out of it. Yeah, it was kind of put there to like, oh, that's so tragic. Yeah. Now, was it she Christmas was, night or Christmas she, Eve? She was supposed to get married Christmas night. See, I couldn't tell if it was, because I know, because they talked about Christmas, and then she bought him the ticket to get from... Either or. Yes, either way, Christmas Eve, this is going to be close. Christmas Day, this is going to be close. <laughs> yes. Maybe it's her cousin. Yeah. My cousin runs the shop. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that shop was like, eh, okay. Anyways, bridge collapses. Connie's on the bridge, by the way. Yes, she is. So John dives down like he's fucking Paul Walker in Blue Crush. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to save your ass. I was like, bold move, Cotton. Probably not the smartest thing to do <laughs> for your own well-being. But he pulls her out of the, the the Jeep. Yeah. The Jimmy. Is it a Jimmy? Pretty sure it's a Jeep. Love a good Jimmy. They, there's nothing like a good GMC Jimmy. Like they don't that make Carrie it anymore. Tate edition? <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> I want to. I want to today. Okay. Today, <laughs> I want to buy a '98 Jimmy, and like have a, like somebody, make a emblem that says like Carrie Tate Edition and put it on the back. Oh, yeah, it's run and run on Chardonnay. Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Charlie? Go ahead. What the fuck? <laughs> All right. So Don't put me in the position, John. <laughs> All I ask for is one day, Mama. Giving give you me, seventeen years. Giving you seventeen years. I'm sure people love when we reunite that scene. Oh the podcast. boy, <laughs> we've been doing it since eighth fucking grade, guys. <laughs> so there is a overhead fadeaway shot of all the cars in the in the river. Once again, you see the little Y. Some, you know, the, yeah, the, with the, the Y's when they fade yeah. out. Yes, <clears throat> pretty cool. So the rescue crews are searching the water. And the firefighter guy says that it looks like there's about 36 bodies. By the way, the actual death toll was 46. I was like, why would they why say, yeah, and, or like make it less? But would they make yeah. it like, but when they go like Hollywood was like 147 people died here today. Yeah, <laughs> you you rarely see like Hollywood changing the facts to lessen the impact. Yeah, I don't, I didn't get that either. I was like, why? But yeah. I mean, hey, maybe nobody fact checked it. I'm sure they did. I'm. Uh, that's got to be a conscious decision. Well, there's something that they clearly lied about in like two seconds. Oh, okay. <laughs> but at the time, I'm not sure. If it was known in '71. Okay. It. All right. All right. You're right. You're right. Okay. So, the firefighter says it looks like there's about 36 bodies. Connie gives a little moment of pause and. Looks at John. She's like, 36. 36. <laughs> we 
wake up number 37. I'll be honest, part gives me the fucking willy willy. Really? It kind of does. Okay. I'm like, ah, that's creepy. My favorite part of the entire movie is when the firefighter walks up to Richard Gere. He's like, how bad was it? It's bad. He's like, it's bad. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, I had to stop and Google this. I thought that was... Is that you, Pooh Bear? <laughs> from Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I was like, wait, that guy's got to be fucking dead. It's not the same guy. I it's, wish it was. Oh, that would have been like a way to really bring it around for this podcast. I didn't know the dang circus was in town. <laughs> Where's the dang ticket booth? How bad is it? Oh, it's bad. So, yes, wake up number 37. And Half Light by Lowe featuring Tom and Andy. It's a bop. I like it. Fight me. Okay. Starts to play us. <laughs> Jason's like, I'm not going I'll to. That's you. fine. I'll just at you on Twitter a little bit later. <laughs> so they start to play us out. And we get a title that says, The ultimate cause of the bridge was never determined. Actually. Uh, I, as soon as I thought, I thought of the Maury Povich meme, actually, that was a lie. We determined that was a lie. <laughs> and also, it says, Sightings of the Mothman have continued around the world, which is true. Yeah. Although the Mothman was never seen in Point Pleasant again. There you go. Yeah. In the movie. Boom. Boom. In your face. All right, Jason, 10-point scale, what do you give this movie? Six. Whoa. Yeah. And here's here's my my reasoning behind it being a six. Okay. Okay. Now, if I had seen this movie when it came out, this for me, this should have been a movie like I watched. I went out and watched like because I remember it being popular. This is the kind of movie that found itself really probably made its money on DVD sales, kind of thing. Sure. So I probably should have rented it from the store, and this would have been the <laughs> ultimate movie that I like. I, oh, I see, it's now ran, but I'll just watch the rest of the movie because it's it's whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like some of the editing. I was like, like the whites and the screen transitions that you said. I they didn't really work for me. Okay. Their actual story to me is more interesting than this story. Yeah, same and here. I know there were apparently other scripts written about that, mm-hmm. but then somebody decided they want to go like it's kind of a psychological aspect for people dealing with premonitions and whatever. And I was like, and I say it does, it doesn't, it works more than it doesn't work. Sure, but I just like the whole time I was watching, it's like I just want to see why didn't this movie take place in 1967? You know, why didn't this movie, the other stuff happening, like the Men in Black and the Angry Cole with the smiling thing. That stuff's so much more interesting to me than this movie kind of was. Than John Klein grieving his wife. Exactly. In the first 20 yeah. minutes of this movie with his wife, I was like, this could have been at least like five minutes. At the I think it was movie. about five minutes. I, like I She dies fairly quickly. I don't think he gets a point pleasant until like 20 minutes. Of the movie. This is a two hour long movie. It is two hours. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I feel like it should have been like maybe him opening talking about like i just not ready yet like the two years later i think that probably would have been a better choice for this movie to open in at that point and maybe have a couple flashbacks so not losing his wife not show any of the wife stuff at all yeah because i mean i get that was his motivation for going to point pleasant was mm-hmm. the wife stuff it just didn't really ring necessarily true yeah to me. Okay. i know they need he needs motivation for getting to point pleasant and that was what it ultimately was it just seems like they put too much into this whole him and his wife and then his wife was by far the least interesting part of the movie when he was freaking out about it. Mm-hmm. Like the Gordon stuff's really creepy. The the couple part was really cool. 
and again some of the well, couple part you know when the mm. the the couple when they're in the the back seat oh the eyewitness testimony yeah stuff. like that stuff was really cool yeah. i enjoyed that part of the movie and this doesn't need to be a monster movie to say because that would be ridiculous no but there are versions there are surprisingly a lot of shitty mothman movies and really? i've seen like there's one i've only seen like one but it's like a sci-fi monster movie and Ooh. it fucking sucks oh wow i did not <laughs> there's know like that. people running from the mothman and he appears in the room and they yeah. run out it's fucking awful like i don't want to see like an episodic like here's what happened this night and then it goes to the, here's what happened this night no i don't need that but i want a more faithful story of the 67 stuff yeah than what this movie kind of is and i guess that maybe isn't exactly fair to this movie and its own merits because it's good. It's not a bad movie at all. Mm-hmm. But that's just kind of what I was wanting the whole time I was watching this movie. I got you. Well, I will give it a strong... It's a 7.5 for me. Okay. Now, I I don't know. I really like this movie. I probably saw it around like mid-2000s. But for me, it's just... Uh, I like moody, dark shit. Yeah. Sometimes, like, regardless of story. Yeah. And this movie does just that. Yeah. It's a very atmospheric movie. It puts you in a kind of otherworldly, strange headspace. And Mm. I like shit like that. It's very dreamlike. Yeah. I like it for the imagery more than the story. The imagery and the score combined. I'm like, fuck yeah, this is moody. This is dark and eerie. Mm -hmm. That outweighs the not amazing story yeah but so like all right let's get to the story so like maybe they could have replaced like the whole scene of john driving back to dc and he's waiting for mary to call and he has the breakdown and the phone rings and like instead of that like maybe go back to like another sort of eyewitness thing like yeah something with the mothman because yeah. we're kind of getting away the last act of this movie kind of really does get away from the mothman for a bit i mean you get the phone calls but we don't even know if ingrid cole really is the mothman in this movie you can i guess maybe you're kind of led to believe that Yeah, like once injured cold shows up in the phone call start injured's like Hey, Mothman, take a hike. Exactly. I got it from here. I guess maybe we're led to believe that maybe he's the Mothman, but we don't really know that. And in uh-huh. the story, he doesn't seem to be the Mothman. And like the, from the CQ7, the eyewitness testimony, he doesn't seem to be the Mothman at all. Yeah, it's a tough line to balance on because it's like, all right, well, we're going to either go very dreamlike and ethereal and atmospheric, which they do. Yeah. Or we go very literal and show you a, a special makeup effects of the grinning man, and hey, maybe even a shot of the Mothman looking over on the, on a bridge as yeah. as the collapse happens yeah. or something. It's like there's the Mothman. Oh no, we it's don't like, need that. Thank God that didn't happen. And was that crisis averted? There wasn't any testimony about him being on that bridge when it happened. No, right? so actually. The sightings of the Mothman kind of dwindled down in the months leading up to it. Yeah. It wasn't like they didn't ramp up to the bridge collapse. I didn't think they did. I mean, of course, the bridge collapse, it's, you know, there's no proof that it's connected to the Mothman. People have just theorized, like, well, was he trying to warn the residents? So, anyways, 
Yeah, thank God there wasn't like it's the Mothman up there. He yeah. made the bridge collapse. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Thank God that didn't happen. Um, yeah, it definitely would not have worked as a monster movie. I would have loved to have seen the Grinning Man and the Men in Black because some of those stories are pretty fucking creepy. They're creepier than the Mothman. Really? Yeah. Like, people just going into town dressed in all black, wearing little top hats, well, not top hats, like fedoras or whatever. And yeah. Like, speaking very fast and otherworldly. Yeah, and there's people saying like they're aliens or from the FBI or even have you heard the time cop uh, theory about those people? Time cop? Yeah, they're like cops from different times and they're okay. trying to get the Mothman yeah. who's not supposed to be in this time. He's from the future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but look, overall, I still give it a 7.5 just for the atmosphere. I, Whenever I want to Especially like when it's cold out and yeah. crisp, and I'm like, I want to get in a little creepy little headspace. I throw this in, and yeah. I don't follow the story too much. It's whatever. Yeah, I, I like the I like the score and the I like the transitional shots. I think those are cool. Okay. That's me. Well, that's fine. Yeah, and I do like the setting in the movie. It looks very cold. There's kind of snow around and everything. I really there's things about this movie I really genuinely like. Mm-hmm. It's just not exactly the movie that I want, which again isn't necessarily fair to the movie. Mm-hmm. It can be its own thing, but I just I feel like the original story is better than than this story. I got you. I would have loved to have seen like if I could just snap my fingers and have the movie right here, like what this director would have done with this script or yeah like if i could have i would have liked to have seen different versions of this like one set in 1967 as or as the events are unfolding yeah that would have been cool that's what apparently there were scripts like that for this movie now it could have been dog shit we don't know but that's what i kind of want to see that as well yeah so all right well that kind of wraps up the movie and our thoughts on it so let me ask you this what do you think the residents of Point Pleasant were seeing? Because they were seeing something. There's just too many people, too many reliable eyewitness testimonies. Sure. So, what do you think the Mothman was? I know the one thing that I saw the most prominent was sand cranes. And I was like, sand cranes aren't really... Come. And now yeah. they're big. I only see one on a golf course in Florida once. They're pretty big. But still, I don't... No, I, don't, I genuinely, I don't, I thought about this for a while. I don't have an answer for what they saw. Now, I know they saw something. I'm not going to say they didn't see, they didn't see anything. Now, if, was it this strange Mothman creature? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm not a, I'm not really, I like creepers. I like this story. It's a really interesting story. I don't think it was some otherworldly UFO. Mm-hmm. But I don't have an answer for what it was that they saw. Okay. It's, I would like to know. I would love yeah. to know what they saw. Oh, me too. <laughs> I just don't know if it was this, you know, bipedal Mothman creature thing. From another dimension, Another perhaps. galaxy. Yeah. Intergalactic planetary. That's right. So what do Beastie you boy? think? Yeah. Um, I mean, look, the answer I want, I want it to be some sort of like, like I'm... I'm a believer in, like, there's shit out there that we can't see. We're just humans. We have five senses, and we don't know a whole lot. We're fucking cavemen with microphones. (laughs) We're idiots, basically. (laughs) I think there's a lot of shit out there floating around in the air that we literally just cannot see or comprehend, and I'm not totally against the idea that, like, 
maybe sometimes there's something from another dimension kind of pops in and okay. some something crazy gets through. Yeah, like a, a slip in the interdimensional time frame-ish area. Yeah, I got yeah. you. Yeah. So, I want it to be that. Oh, I totally want it to be a moth, man. Yes. I mean, I feel like I'm leaning towards, if it's not that, I mean, I would say maybe like a mutated owl or something. Okay, that would make sense. I hadn't thought about that kind of thing, but yeah. Apparently, owls are, they're kind of the reason for a lot of monster sightings. Because owls are fucking scary, okay? Dude. I don't know if you've ever, like, walked up on one at night. You know, you're not expecting to see it. But they can grow quite big. Like, obviously, well, that's the thing. Like, all these reports are saying it had a wingspan of, like, 10 feet. See, yeah, and that's the thing. That's fucking crazy. That is fucking crazy. But, again, does a regular person know how big 10 feet really is when it's dark and they're not having a great vision of everything? Because all these sightings that I saw, I could be completely wrong about this. All the sightings that I saw are usually at night. And, of course, they're in the woods in rural West Virginia. Uh-huh. So you're probably not going to get a, a great... There's not a lot of, uh, what's it called, light pollution. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and people tend to remember things as being bigger and scarier sure. than they actually were. Right. And if I saw like a six-foot wingspan, I wouldn't be surprised. they like, oh, that's 10 feet, you know, because oh, I'm seeing yeah. it somewhere out there. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. However, a lot of the eyewitness testimonies are reliable enough to be like I I think most people saw something of that size. Sure, yeah. What it is, I I don't know. Like these didn't seem like that guy who Appalachia, North Carolina, who was like, get out of here, Sasquatch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> these seem like very reliable, very solidly earth people. Yeah. And also owls, they give off a very crimson like shine because they have a lot of blood vessels. So whenever you shine a light in their eyes Often it'll look red. Yeah. So that's <clears throat> could be the red glowing eyes. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's fascinating shit. I I love the story of the Mothman. Oh yeah, I, I fucking mean, love yeah. it. These all these big stories like this, they're very interesting to me. Yeah. I just don't know if I'm a believer in the the, the being like a, a cryptid thing, you know? Yeah. I'm Fair into enough. the whole American folklore of this whole kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe one day I'll I will see the Mothman. Maybe, yeah. Probably more likely to see Bigfoot in this part of the woods than Mothman. But I'll take either or. You want to go squatching later? Squatching? Yeah. Let's go in your backyard real quick. Okay. Take Scout. Yeah. Get my six shooter. Been working on my squatch calls. Really? Squatch knocks. Is there a squatch? Do you ever go on our Bigfoot or cryptid? Oh, subreddit. Oh, every day, bro. Are there? I wake up, I check my email, <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, please send me. There's like a check out my new Sasquatch call. I need critiques on what maybe it could sound like. <laughs> I do follow the Bigfoot subreddit. Really? Turns up some interesting stuff. Is it fairly active, or is it kind of like? Uh, oh yeah, it's pretty active. Okay. It's a lot of shit. Like, look at this funny Bigfoot shirt I saw. Uh, a lot okay. of shit like that. I gotcha. So. Occasionally, he would get some gems. Yeah, right. People got their trail cams up there. It's like, look at this weird thing and I saw in the... Yeah, sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, hey, we should do a cryptid show. We should totally do that. Okay. At some point. At some point. Mm-hmm. Maybe like over Christmas or something. That'd be a good one. I think that'd be a good time to do a cryptid. Yeah, because we're... Well, 
show announcement. Well, we're going to be taking a little break around like the holidays sure. or whatever. Yeah. We're going to power through September. We still haven't quite figured out what we're doing next month. That's right. We should have to announce it here, but we have not. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, just, I was like, why didn't we talk about this before? We've got a couple. We've kicked around a couple ideas. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys have any ideas, let us know. Sure. Preferably pick things that are streaming. Yes. They have to fit a theme. Mm-hmm. It's kind of tricky. Yeah. So if you got any ideas, shoot them to us. But I think we've got, I think we're close to locking down what we're going to do. And then, show announcement. I'm excited. <laughs> the month of October, we are doing nothing but Halloween watch-alongs. Sounds good. It'd be fun. Fuck yes. Yes. Now, we don't know exactly what four movies we're going to do. Obviously, we're going to do the first Halloween, because it makes sense to do that. Yeah. But the other three are kind of still up in the air about which ones we're going to do. I'm assuming there's only three. I say we try to burn through the whole series, lock those up on the um the Patreon. Okay. And we'll release like one, four, six, H two O. Okay. Maybe cap it off with Halloween twenty eighteen. All right. We'll we'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. But yes, we're gonna nothing but watch alongs for Halloween come October. I'm very excited. Yes. <laughs> we can tell. Yeah. I know. <laughs> All right, well, before we start talking too much shit, I guess we will wrap this one on up and get on out of here. All we right. are leaving Point Pleasant and returning back to Raleigh, North Carolina. Yep. Enjoy your fun. <laughs> All right. Well, we will see you guys back here for next week. But until that time comes, I'm Phil. I'm Jason. And this has been the Spoogals Podcast. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>